Hello and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Happy New Year, everybody! I mean, think about it. This is our first episode back from winter break, and we've got three National Student Advisory Council members ready to share tips on how to stay committed to your resolutions and goals in 2024. Resolutions are always one of my favorite topics. I talk about these a lot this time of year, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. But as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended nor is implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself and uh, tell me tell me why you want to talk about resolutions today. Hello, my name is Lily. I'm from Johnston, Iowa, and I'm a senior. And I think that New Year's resolutions are a great thing. I think it's great to look back on the year of everything that you have completed successfully or things that you didn't exactly get to where you wanted to be and be able to grow and improve on that some more. But I do think one thing that I'm very passionate about, especially with New Year's resolutions, is it's not like an all or nothing thing. It's something that you you set small goals for yourself because you want to constantly be improving. But set the goals small because you are constantly living life and not everything is going to change immediately. So you have to give yourself some grace. I totally agree with that, Lily. Hi, everyone. My name is Nicole, and I am a junior at Sacramento, California. And I am here today because me personally, I make a bunch of New Year's resolutions. Some come true, some don't. But you know what? My theory is that I throw out as many as possible, and whatever works will work. Hey, all I'm hated. I totally agree with what both of them said. I love New Year's resolutions because they're a fun way to really push yourself to grow in the new year. But always staying mindful of like where you're at and where you want to be. Well, you know, the favorite news, New Year's resolution I've heard so far this year was somebody told me about this yesterday. Apparently, there's some woman on Instagram whose resolution this year is to pet 100 cats, right? And it can't be petting the same cat 100 times. They have to be different cats, unique cats. And she's going to pet 100 cats this year. I'm rooting for her. I think that's a great resolution. I think it's super fun. And it kind of fits with some of the resolutions that I've been thinking a lot about. One of the things that I'm, I think a lot about these days is being grateful and being kind and having resolutions around how do I take my intentions forward to benefit other people? I'm curious what your resolutions are, your goals. Nicole, you've got a lot of them. Let's get into them. What, what are you guys resolving to do this year? What's on 2024's list? I like to theme all my resolutions around one word. So my word for the year is experience. So I want to try new things and find three opportunities to step outside my comfort zone a week and then to show gratitude by writing senior letters. So writing at least 12 letters to people who've had great impact on my life and to stay positive by issuing three unique compliments a week that I like haven't used before that are very specific to that person. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I feel like Hayden has so much organization when she's doing it. For me, my primary goal for this year is to be able to sleep before 11. And I've had this goal for three years straight. And maybe, you know what, this year is my year. Maybe this year I'll be able to fulfill it. Because what I realized is that sometimes with New Year's resolution goals, you gotta be kind of practical. So that's why I love Hayden's goals, because like you can totally do it. As for my sleep schedule, I'll pray for this year. 
I love that. I also have a sleep-related goal um, for one of my resolutions. My goal is at least eight hours, hopefully uh, closer to 10, because I've noticed such a difference between whether I get enough sleep and whether I don't. My other New Year's resolutions specifically were to run my marathon, that's in March, and be able to take note of everything in my life and actively be more grateful and compliment people more. So you're jumping in line right with my kindness goals here, because I think that's that's how, if we're going to manifest kindness, then we need to do things like actively practice gratitude, actively practice giving people compliments. Hayden, that's a great one. I love that. And we have an episode that we need to do on sleep. Uh, Lily and Nicole, you're all up for that. We're going to have a nice episode, talk about sleep, tips, tricks, and all the things. I can help you out a little bit there. I know I can. Do you think it's necessary to set New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I would say, I know I love how Lily and I were just about to talk at the same exact time because I think we have pretty much the same ideas. But what I was going to say is like, for me, New Year's resolutions aren't like an end all be all. Like if I don't achieve it, I'm going to cry my entire self myself to sleep. For me, New Year's resolutions are a goal in a sense that I feel like there's this stigma against New Year's resolutions that, oh, if you don't achieve it, it's something that's completely unachievable and you might as well give up but I like to motivate myself with these resolutions like you know what you set this goal you can do it 2024 is your year and so like I like to use it as a source of motivation rather than just a deterring factor yes no I 100% agree I think that new year's resolutions are great for taking a look at your life and seeing ways that you can improve but also it's just a time that it's stressful. There's all these like social media posts that are like, here's my 2024 goals. And it's like extreme. It's intense. It's like, it can be very discouraging because some people like their goals might not be like as extreme, but just, I think that new year's resolutions, give yourself grace with them because you're expecting yourself to go from one person to a whole new person, like in a day. And you need to take a whole year for some of your goals, especially like if you make them in 2023, like give yourself time, give yourself grace. And they're not necessary. Like if you are constantly practicing like self-awareness, then you can improve without setting these huge goals. One of my friends says they're a way to level up your life. And she says it's just one step forward. So using them as that opportunity is really fun level up your life. I like that. I think that's a, it's an interesting way to think about how you can actively use these goals. Part of what makes goals effective though, is being able to track them, keep track of them. Hayden, I know you've got some very, very specific goals in there. And Lily and Nicole, you've got like, you know, the whole sleep thing going on. How do you plan to track this? And, And do you think, do you think it's important to track it? I have such a good answer for this. So I've been like scrolling through TikTok over the new year, right? Because I got nothing to do. Bullet journaling. Like I've been wanting to get into bullet journaling for so long because you can track the things you do every single day and month by month. And one of my favorite parts of it is like, oh my gosh, let's look at my 2023 bullet journal recap. And you get to see like every day for the past year, how have you been? How's your mental health been? How have you been sleeping? And I'm like, that is one of my biggest goals. So 
you know, I feel like tracking what your progress is, is so important. And like in the terms of bullet journaling, you can maybe have a sleep schedule tracker. So what I've been planning is like maybe in January, I'll have a chart and it'll be like day one, how many hours of sleep did I get? Day two, or you can color code it. And I've seen so many different bullet journal recaps and I've been so excited to try it. So this is my year and I'm going to absolutely start tracking it because yeah, I think tracking is really important. Yes, I agree. I think tracking is crucial to uh, keeping track of like what your goals are when you first start out, uh, how they might change a little bit, or how you're progressing towards them. I was a active or yeah, active like very determined planner gal for the longest time, and I would always like fall off around February. So this year, I have made reminders. So once a month, I have given myself to look back at the past month, see how I'm doing towards my goals, just because that's more doable for me because I'm just so busy and all the time I just, I forget. And then I'm like, well, I have to wait to the next week to start over or whatever the thing may be. I do a social Sunday where I take an hour with my friend and we go over how we've done with just like our week in general. So in addition to like checking with each other, we decided to check in on our goals. But I, I think I'm going to start bullet journaling too. That sounded like so much fun. I absolutely love this idea of like social Sunday because I think in addition to keeping yourself in check, being able to keep your friends in check, talk with each other and like motivate each other because like doing something by yourself isn't as fun when you're able to do it with friends, like you get more motivated. So I love that. You know, accountability buddies, those are the best. Having an accountability buddy, somebody who keeps you on track, somebody who, you know, you have to look at once a week, and I love calling it Social Sunday. I do certainly hope that there's some type of, like, really tasty warm beverage involved, cup of tea, cup of coffee, maybe some matcha, who knows, whatever your preference is. But definitely love this idea of a Social Sunday and having an accountability partner. Okay, some of our listeners aren't going to know what bullet journaling is. So can you can you tell us what it is? I would absolutely love to. And I know Lily and Hayden definitely know what bullet journaling is too. So I'll let them chip in wherever I'm lacking in some of the sense. But to me, bullet journaling is like, in a sense, a type of planner that you can track your life throughout the days, weeks, months, and like throughout the year. So typically, for example, the 2024 bullet journal may consist of how your sleep schedule is doing, how you're eating, how your mood has been. And so you can track these every single day and it gives you like a comprehensive kind of view. I'm a huge like numbers and statistics person. So when I like get to take a step back and look at how my trends have been this year, I feel like it gives you a really like well-rounded and like wholesome experience because you're like you know what I accomplished a lot this year and bullet journaling isn't just subject to one or two things like I just had one or two categories in mind but I think bullet journaling is such like a vast experience that anything you could journal down that's super helpful because you know it's it's all the new things that come out that people think about and and we could probably do an entire episode on journaling but um There's a lot of benefit in journaling. There's a lot of emotional mental health benefits. There's a lot of grounding. And you're right. That idea of being able to statistically track your practice, you can build an Excel spreadsheet for that. I'm just saying. But, you know, setting goals and resolutions can be stressful. It can get overwhelming. How do you do this and not make it feel like it's another job you have to do? I would think, or I would say that New Year's resolutions, like, 
you make these with the whole next year in mind. So if you're a little behind at one point to like what your end goal is, that's okay because you have so much time to make it up and you're one person. And if you're expecting you yourself to make these massive like growth and changes and all these things to happen in one year, like that's sometimes that's not realistic. And so you have to give yourself grace and under or, and understand that it's you're just one person and you have so many years ahead of you that it's going to be okay. And the fact that you are taking a look at your life and trying to improve is it makes such a difference. I couldn't have said it better. Just like looking for the small places where you are doing well and that you can like build off of those to taking those opportunities when they present themselves. Perfect. Yeah. So when I was in my like middle school leadership phase, what my leadership advisor really had us do was to set practical goals because we love fantasizing about how life you can set these like daydreaming goals. But for me, what we learned were like smart goals. So it was like specific, measurable, achievable, um, relevant and like timely. And so like if we have goals that match each of these parameters, we're able to better achieve them because they're relatable. It can happen. Ah, the good old-fashioned SMART goals. Those are wonderful. And the interesting thing about this is you're all talking about things that are going to become new habits. And they say, you know, the literature says it could take anywhere from, uh, I think the National Institutes of Health say it takes 66 days to form a new habit. Uh, but really the reality is it goes from anywhere from, you know, two to three months to make a new habit. Um, some people say, you know, if you really want to master something, you got to go go at the good old-fashioned 10,000 hours. But let's let's say it takes two to three months. How are you going to follow through with your resolutions? Is there like a, a check in? Do you you know, I know you've got the social Sunday there, Hayden, but but think about it. It's March. And how are you going to check in and, and see that you're following through with that? Yes. So this is why I especially made those reminders in like on my phone, because I always always forget about like I make this big long list of goals that I have for the new year and then I remember like two or three of them so in my reminders I have one for a like a Saturday every single month and I do I did that to ensure that I would take time to both journal about it and go back to that list and see how I'm doing so if it's there every single month I, I feel like I'm going to be more likely to pursue more of them and pursue them like um, with more time and more effort. I also made, I love that so much. I also made a uh, copy paper where I wrote down all my New Year's resolutions and then I taped it onto my wall so I can't do anything without a reminder of them because I know that's what I need to be successful. Hayden, I absolutely love that because I genuinely did the exact same thing. Like it's taped onto my wall right now. And every single morning I wake up and I look at it and it's just a way of like building this cycle of repetition that every day you look at it and you know that you're a little bit closer to achieving that goal. And so once you have this like sense of well-being in your heart, it's a lot easier to achieve it. See, I love that idea of just taping something up. So you look at it every day, you think about it every day, and it starts to become part of who you are. You know, there's a lot of people, and Nicole, you mentioned TikTok, um, and I know at the start of our show, I talked about the Instagram lady who's going to pet 100 cats, who, again, life goals, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
little scary at times because some of those cats could be, uh, maybe they don't like to be petted. But I digress a little bit here. Social media, there are people who put their goals and resolutions on social media and it kind of becomes that, oh yeah, that's great. I want to do that too. Or maybe people feel peer pressure to do what people on social media are doing. How do you use the influencers and people on social media to help you achieve your goals? And how do you not be negatively influenced by that? I think I did mention this stigma surrounding like resolutions at the beginning. And I feel like social media in a way definitely does feed into this because you're seeing these like rich influencers whose goals are like way beyond my scope of imagination. And I think a lot of times just like just grounding myself, like these people are out there. We are not the same person. Yes, I could use them as a reference, but honestly, as long as I get done my goals, like we don't compare ourselves to others because focus on our own path. And once that is fulfilled, we'll work on other things. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, so I'm a runner. I am training for my marathon in March and it's so hard because all that comes up on my Instagram, like reels and for you page and whatever on TikTok, I see all these runners that are like ultra marathoners and they're like, my goal is to run 12 marathons this year, like one every month. And I just have to remember that I don't come from a running background. I just started like training for races this year. I have extremely different goals and backgrounds. I've been training on my own as opposed to like with coaches. And everyone has different help. Everyone has different lives. And we just have to remember that there are so many different circumstances that affect each and every one of us. Yeah, I think looking at those online TikTokers and influencers as like looking to them to like celebrate what they're doing and recognize that it is so cool. But knowing where you're at and where you want to be is separate from that is so important. Oh, also, I think that it's so cool that while it is a little like hard to see like people doing insane things that like you wish you could do. It's also nice to see like advice from those like ultra marathoners or people that are interested in similar things that you are and have goals that like are extreme versions of your goals. They've been doing what you're doing for a lot longer or they have a lot more experience in that aspect. So being able to get like their advice or just like picking up small pieces that can help you with your goals is crucial and I think is so interesting and helpful. Have any of you shared your goals on social? Nope. I'm curious, you know, because you're talking about like getting advice and things like that from ultra marathoners and things like that and the motivation and things like that. Do you think it would help to share some of these goals on social or is that too too much. I think that's honestly a great idea. And I think for me right now, the scope of my um, influence and reach just is in my friend's group chat. But honestly, I feel like that's honestly a really good idea because it gives more practical and grounded goals because we see like these millions of followers, these people with um, a bunch of like platforms and we look at them and we're like, that doesn't seem very achievable. So maybe seeing like the opposite end of the spectrum, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll start posting about our goals online. Yeah, I have to agree with Nicole. I don't have that many followers. I don't like I'm not famous or anything. So I guess that thought hasn't really ever crossed my mind. But I do have a Snapchat private story with like my close friends that I share like my running on like 
where I'm currently at in my process. I haven't necessarily shared my specific goals, but I post it on there so that I get like a little little boost of confidence because occasionally like a friend will swipe up and like a compliment or whatever. And it does make me feel good and extra motivated for my next run. Yeah, I definitely will consider like sharing it because I never thought to do that before. But it's just another way to like hold me accountable to my goals and like put them, hold other people accountable to theirs. Well, not accountable, but I love that theory of accountability um, because I think definitely what happens is like you can use peer pressure to a good way. Like just like, you know, now you're expected to fulfill these goals and now you're expected in a good way to work towards these. So I think it's a really healthy pressure and I think that'll definitely help build. So yeah. Well, it definitely increases engagement because if people know what it is that you're doing, it, it does two things. Number one, there's the accountability factor. But the other thing is there's also inspiration. Because you doing your goals and fulfilling your goals can be inspiring for other people to fulfill theirs. And along with that inspiration comes the idea of, you know, not everybody's going to hit all their goals. What advice do you have for people who maybe they went out there with this great goal and three weeks in fell apart? What do you say to them? What's your advice? I say celebrate those three weeks that you were able to do what you were hoping to and see what didn't work out and maybe use the next, maybe look for an opportunity where you can build off of the success you did have. I 100% agree with that, Hayden, because I think for me, I have firsthand experience of not being able to fulfill my goals. This like 11 p.m. sleep schedule has been on my checklist for years. And every year I get a little closer, but then like midway through the year, somehow something just happens to my brain and all of a sudden I'm sleeping really late again. But I would say definitely celebrate the successes. Like we've been going longer every single year. Let's take some time to reflect and maybe next year will be our year. Or maybe it's not too late to start again this year. Yes, I think it's so great to success or celebrate the successes that you had. And I think the best thing, if you are feeling discouraged and you're unable to continue this goal, is take some time and reevaluate that goal and just tweak it a little bit. Make it more applicable to your life and your schedule. Like if it's trying to get 11 hours of sleep, and you're consistently hitting 10 hours. Maybe try your new goal for the next couple of weeks to be like 10 and a half hours. And then eventually, hopefully, your body will be able to adjust or your life will be able to flow around your goal more successfully. Yeah, that's a really good point. You can start a resolution any day of the year. doesn't have to be January 1st. It can be July 15th, and you could start your resolution. Calendar is just a construct that we use, and it's something that the advertisers at Hallmark have told us we need to celebrate. <laughs> so I want to take a minute here and pivot while we have a few minutes left. You all are part of the National Student Advisory Council for Work to Be Well. And is there anything that you want to share with our listeners about projects that you're working on? Anything that maybe our, our teams are working on that are cool? What are you guys working on? I'm a part of the education team and we're working on some mini modules that I'm very excited about and can't wait to have the opportunity to share with everyone. I'm also on the education team and I'm really excited with these mini modules because we get to give our like brain dumps that when we were creating these and in the process of creating these, we're able to give our own thoughts and 
anything that we think would be interesting or something that would be important for other people to know about. And these mini modules are like mini lessons or mini presentations or different forms of like information that we can spread out to everyone across the US, uh, anywhere that can, you know, get their hands on these. And I think it's really cool that like us as like high schoolers are able to have this influence on things that are going to be shared with people all over. I love that. Yeah. I'm on the access team. So I am a very like social media person. So if you're following work to be well, shameless plug here, but make sure to look out for some new social media posts coming soon because we are cooking them and they're in the works. Oh, I love that because, you know, they're always so bright and cheery and fun and inspirational. And I think that's part of how we can maybe work in some of this thought around resolution and goals into some of those social media posts and how do we inspire people to go after what it is that they want and how do we do some things that are fun along the way i mean i do notice in here where's your fun goals where's your fun resolutions i would like to say for me that i'm a very big homebody in a way like i am always at home on those friday nights so my new year's resolution is to get out there a little more like be with my friends be with my social circle High school is really short. It's only going to last a few years. So just day by day, being able to have more fun with friends. Yeah, my goals are like specifically my marathon goal. I have many friends who were cross country runners and, you know, they're now seniors, so they're no longer in cross country. So I've like been able to find times where we both need to get our run in and I'm using it as uh, an excuse to go hang out with them and then grab food after. And I just have been trying to really focus on going out and one hangout with at least one friend once a week because sometimes I get so like laser focused on school or my clubs or whatever the thing may be that I just totally forget about like having a social life and enjoying high school. So I, I agree with Nicole there. Sometimes I get a little stuck at home, but I'm trying to see my friends more. My fun resolution is in part of like finding extra opportunities to say yes to things. I've gotten to go try new foods with a good friend of mine who wanted to show me her favorite restaurant in town. So getting to say yes to that was really fun and just hoping to build on that. Well, I usually try to figure out what new pie I'm gonna create this year. Um, I haven't figured out yet what the pie of the year is yet. A few years ago, well, it all started with the salted caramel apple pie, but then we'd have to do an entire episode on pie making and, and I'm totally down for that. I did last year create a new pie crust, but like I said, we're here to talk about New Year's resolutions and not pie. I want to thank you all for being so open about your resolutions and so inspiring about some of the things you're thinking about. I love the balance. I love the thought around how you're going to keep track of your goals. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe we can uh, do a mid-year update at some point and you can come back and tell our listeners how you're doing with those goals. Would you be up for that? Yes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Can't wait to see what you accomplish in 2024. Thank you all for joining me on Talk To Be Well, sharing your advice for managing your goals in the new year. And if you're looking for support with your mental health, check us out at worktobewell.org. That's work the number two, bewell.org. This is Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson. And be well, everybody. <laughs>